Well, it's good to see you guys. Um, certainly, uh, what I saw uh, from the guys yesterday, I was impressed with by the energy and the connection uh, that that the unit played with. I thought they were really battling for one another, and it showed. I thought um, Randy Gregory's interception was the play that um, it might have captured that. Uh, for me in such a, a good spot because of the energy on the sideline. I'm sure you guys felt that too. I was literally hundreds of feet away in the press box and it felt like I was right there with them because of the energy that was there. And the interception was badass, there's no doubt about it, but I would say it might have been any cool play that he made, that the energy would have been there just you know, for him being out for four weeks and uh, um, the sideline went big for him. And we missed him you know, for four games. So to have him back, it was a great welcome back moment. And so I thought that was one of the things I was certainly impressed with about the energy the guys brought with. And uh, going into it, um, we knew it was going to be a division game and battle hard and go down to the end. And it definitely did. So um, what I had hit with the guys earlier in the week was um, kind of two things, persistency and consistency, and having both of those. And so the persistent part was that us rolling in hard and playing the way and the style that we want. But we wanted to be make consistent part of that and how do we do that with less mistakes and still keep an aggressive edge to how you want to play because you don't want to just be so wide open that you're making mistakes or missing tackles so I was like we can have both and do it correctly and so that was really um, you know kind of the message that we had for the week but more than anything man I was just impressed by the energy and their connection to one another and um, getting our chance to you know have a few takeaways go our way to give it back to the offense so that was a big part of it man are we back with the sun again I love this <laughs> all right Next Monday, we are changing the venue. <laughs> On that interception by Randy, he, uh, he called back to the New England game, I think he was referring to where cup blocks were a real emphasis of practice and you were diving at guys with helmet on and all that. Um, to you, is that clinic-type tape, the way that he played that particular cup block? We have some fun as coaches because sometimes when the guys make some of these remarkable plays, um, you'll hear us say on the headset, man, good job, so-and-so, like AD or somebody knowing like it had nothing to do with us. <laughs> it was just, you know, ridiculous athleticism and making good plays. But I think what we try to do in those moments, whether it was like in that example of, you know, trying to cut a player, like we don't do that in practice. So we're trying to like simulate something to say, if you can get your – you know, defeat the cut block and get your hands up, you'll have a chance, you know, to tip a ball or to make a play. Um, so that was kind of the genesis of, you know, where some of those drills took place. But at the end of the day, it was certainly, you know, the player making it. But, um, yeah, that's in, a, in the individual's, you know, time at practice. That's where you have to, like, try to create some drills for the guys. Hey, this moment's going to come up, and this is how we want you to handle it. Is it okay if I step back a bit? You guys okay with that? Usually, I mean, this time of year, football's a war of attrition, and you're usually trying to work through injuries. You're getting impact players back for the stretch run. Have you right. ever been in this position before where you're getting these key guys back late? And how, how does that build or even add to the momentum that you've established in their absence? Well, I think, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, Dono, he's the next one to, you know, hopefully get back into the mix here. But I think what it does when you have this connection and there's some chemistry and momentum that goes along with that, the more that you play and you get reps and you're doing it at practice, it just tends to carry over into the game. So having that time together on the field, in the meeting rooms, you know, and certainly in the games is where it really comes to life. Uh, that's a big piece of it. And uh, I don't know if there's been a, 
a team that I've been with that's had um, guys coming back this time. Like you said, there's some times where you miss it. But having the advantage of the IR rules have changed, I think that's a big factor compared to where we've all covered the NFL for you know, years now where, remember, it was early on, it was like one player or two player, and you'd fight it to go out. So the rules of the game and how um, the front office and Mike and all the guys have to navigate that, that's really been a factor in this, to have guys come back. And I think it's good for the league. Going back to Randy's interception, I'm not sure where it was relative to that 2.3 seconds, but how much does that illustrate what you're trying to teach guys about the finish, both disengage and I mean, there are multiple steps to it. Yeah, and there was. And so I think there has to be um, first a recognition you know, of what's happening. And so that's his instincts to say, hey, a guy's trying to get me cut so they can throw over the top of my head. So the ability to defeat that and have you know all this length that he has to try to make the quarterback throw over him. Or and I think DA had another hand up. To, I don't know if he tipped it or they did it. But just having length, obviously, in moments like that help because now the windows are bigger and you're able to you know affect some throws. So. Um, it's part of why we like you know, guys who have length out on the edges for pass rushing. And the tip balls are a factor in that. But it just helps in a lot of ways when you're out in space. Offense has kind of been the identity of this franchise for a pretty good number of years now. How much do you think your defense is maybe changing that identity a little bit? Well, I think one thing that I do know about our team, and I, I think we talk about phases a lot, offensive and defensive and special teams, but I think right now, and I've been on a lot of teams in my life. I told you at the time I've been on, I think, over 70 in my life of different teams. And uh, we all have three phases. But on this team right now, I don't really see it as that. I kind of see it as one phase because of the way the guys support and have one another's back. And so I think. There's a whole crew of people on this team that you know look out for one another. There's going to be games where one side's different than the other, and that's just how the matchups go. But um, at the end of it, um, I think that's kind of like what's been a pretty cool part of being seeing this team grow together, uh, not just seeing it as a defense had this or offense had this, but um, truly guys pushing one another and challenging one another to see if they can you know get to their space and do what we do. So that's kind of been a cool part for me. How rare, how rare is that among the 70 teams that you've been on that it's not Three sides, it's one side. Yeah, I think when you're, you'll know when you have it based where you're at from the locker room first. And uh, if you're connected there, that usually happens onto the field. And uh, there's been a couple of examples like that where you just see not just a group of, you know, this position group hanging out together or doing things together, but, you know, a whole group of guys and seeing, um, you know, different people pop into meeting rooms who are on the other side of the ball. I had a good um, conversation about fire match coverage the other night with Schultz. And uh, he's just a curious, you know, person that wants to learn and grow. And so we might have spent 20 minutes together just talking about the technique of what someone does and, well, how would you beat it? And so those little moments across the ball from player to player or coach to coach, um, they happen a lot in our offense and in our team. I might just this morning I was talking with a couple of the offensive coaches on a different concept, and I see players doing it with one another. So. Um, that all trickles down, you know, from coaches doing it to players doing it and that connection back and forth. Um, that's a big piece, but not all teams have it, that's for sure. Because when you do have it, you know, you know, okay, this is something you got to savor. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, growing up, were you a fan of any of the New York football teams? Absolutely, yeah. So growing up for me, I grew up um, probably about 20 miles west of Manhattan. And uh, so I grew up. Um, 
kind of my first love of football was in New Jersey and watching the Giants play, you know, growing up. And uh, so that was a team I followed as a kid, you know. So when in, growing up there, it's not a big college football area, you know, in the Northeast. And so pro football, you know, it's Jets and Giants and hoops and there's hockey. There's everything but college football kind of in that pocket. But that's uh, that was my team growing up. Uh, LT was my favorite player. There's no doubt about it. Had the uh, poster on the wall, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, he was the one. If you were a young kid coming up, uh, their defense was pretty rugged back then. And I certainly uh, admired um, Bill Parcells and, you know, their style and the attitude that the guys played with. But it was fun to be in a uh, tough NFC East game of one that you'd watched, you know, as a kid growing up all those years. And uh, But it was it was cool. To, yeah, that's where my first love of, of the game came from. Of, uh, Parsons can do something that LT did. Looking at you defensively and defensive defensive player of the year. Well, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have four more weeks to figure it out. <laughs> but uh, anytime um, you're talking about you know a guy who just you know changed the game so much, um, it's a cool thing. And so um, for Micah, we just want him to be the best version of himself. You know, like he plays in different positions than that. You know, he's an outside linebacker some, a defensive end some, but he's also an inside linebacker more of the time where we blitz him from off the ball. So um, back then it was Harry Carson and Gary Reasons and others and LT and Banks off the edges. So you knew where everybody was going to be most of the time. With this one, we try to put them in different spots and uh, in different ways to find matchups. So uh, it's a different game than it was, you know, then. But. Uh, you know, for certainly he was he was my favorite player coming up. On that note of Micah's usage, how much has your philosophy changed on the opportunities you want to give him now that your defensive line is regaining full strength? Because against the Chargers, it was kind of an, out of necessity, but he still was effective in his rushing opportunities. I think I'll maybe even go back a minute just from um, some teaching that took place. So when I was at the Miami Dolphins, the, the defensive end there who was a he is a Hall of Fame player. Jason Taylor was he was our right end, and you knew where he was going to be. But there was slides and chips and everything you could imagine to him. So, lo and behold, David Bowens and Bonnie Holiday and Kevin Carter had some more opportunities because of that. And I think because of Randy and Micah and D Law and others, um, sometimes if you're going to try to take one, there might be some advantages for someone else if that comes up. And so I think that's part of um, learning how to play together with one another and uh, knowing that, hey, here's an overload to this side. And if they want to help to here, we got to make sure uh, we attack over onto this side. So a little bit of, um, it's not cat and mouse, but um, not always deploying everyone in the same locations. Just to say, sometimes you want to see a quarterback be able to read a defense you know, after the ball snap, is it two high, is it one high, is it man to man, is it zone? I think you'd like to do that with the offensive line a little bit. So that's kind of how my vision of defense works, not just from the secondary in disguise, but also on the front end to say, how do you put these specific people in spots to say, is a back going to block this guy or, you know, are you going to chip to help him? So I kind of look at it as like two kinds of different disguises, one with the front seven and another one with the secondary. What are your impressions on how Mike has handled all this? You know what? I uh, I think for a young guy, it would be challenging for all of us if we were put into that situation. Everybody, man, we love you. Rubbing the back and saying all the great things. But here's what I love about him. Uh, I got a text this morning. What do we got this week? And so that tells me, you know, that he's down for the challenge and what we got to get done. I said, hey, man, like, I'm still grading this game. So <laughs> I'll get back to you. Like, <laughs> Give me a minute, OK? This is like 9.30 in the morning. I'm like, hey. Back that half up. 
So I'll get back to you. But I think that kind of attitude um, shows that he's willing to go because it's not so easy um, to learn pass rush stunts and a blitz package at the end and linebacker. And so sometimes it takes us all the way till Saturday. And then we say, man, let's take this out, this out. And sometimes for me, it takes a few weeks of practicing something till I would say it's game ready. And so certainly um, our package is not, you know, what you saw just you know, in some of the snaps of those three together, that's not all we have or all we will do. But I'm not going to go so far that the guys can't play fast and aggressive because I think that's really when we're at our best. But missed tackles were down. That pleased me a bunch. I thought Jordan Lewis, you know, was one that really played a good game to have three missed tackles on a running back um, as valuable, I think, as Gibson's been to them and what he's done this year. Um, that was a big piece of this, knowing what we could do and you know, quarterbacks who's athletic and can move. So uh, they presented a lot of challenges. So that many few missed tackles. Um, we worked hard on that part of it to make sure our leverage was right, our communication was right. And so I was pleased uh, with the effort from the guys in that standpoint. Earlier this evening, you were anticipating what this defense would look like with Randy and, and D-Law and all those guys came back to join Mike. And you know what a championship defense looks like. Does this have a making of a championship defense? I think the uh, versatility makes you think that there's new spaces we can get to. And uh, so I'd say this is probably one of the most versatile groups uh, that I've been around where, you know, we've got safeties that have different and unique things, linebackers have stuff, um, you know, tackles that can move from inside to outside. So I love the versatility of it. And if we continue to make progress, then I say uh, then we would have that opportunity. But uh, we got a lot of work to do still um, as we're going. But uh, I like where we're headed and I like the versatility of the guys. It was good to get out, uh, Neville back into it. So here's a guy who got hurt in our was it our second um, exhibition game when we were at Arizona. That it seems like so long ago right now, doesn't it? <laughs> when you look back, but I couldn't do the second or the third game and so knowing um, he was going to make it back at some point, that was kind of the, the thing. And so being away for him, it wasn't where he wasn't in the meetings. So he made progress by having to watch, which isn't always as easy to do. But he saw other guys make – he's watched Osa. He watched – you know, he watched all these guys for, you know, 10, 11, 12 weeks. And so by the time he got ready and back into practice, I think he had real confidence what he could do in the system and in the defense. And uh, I was certainly pleased with his first um, time out and his physicality. He looked like he had fresh legs and was ready to run. So um, we played um, – I think it ended up being 10 D linemen in the game. And so, you know, we were going to bring every person, you know, we had as hard as we could. Did you think Washington was kind of targeting Iggy at all at the beginning of the game? And if so, how, what did you think of the way he responded? Um, that's a good question. I didn't necessarily feel it was, you know, you know, a specific matchup to go to. Um, so I thought it was just kind of how it ended up playing out to go. Um, at the end, he would like to say, and I'm sure you'll ask him, he'd like to think, OK, when I get my chances at, at some opportunities, i got to be able to nail those. And uh, so that's what we talked about right after the game. But um, good news is, uh, for him, you know, the consistency part, I thought, is really spot on there again. And um, I thought the communication on the back end was the best we've had this year. And again, I was uh, impressed by Jordan run fits, his aggressive nature to go. And um, it was just a lot of. Um, you know, guys who made significant plays in the game. I think the D-line probably stole some of the um, spotlight based on, you know, an interception and a touchdown. But at the end of it, this was a group that was really connected and uh, made plays for one another. I thought that was, you know, the thing I was I admired most about this performance. It was a warrior effort for sure, but it wasn't by one person. And uh, to me, the, the best of the best do it as a whole group, and that's what was cool to see.
Micah and Demarcus and Randy get all a lot of the accolades and rightfully so. But what are your thoughts on the, the free agent pickups that you've added? Watkins, Basham, KZ, Neal. I'm probably forgetting a couple in there. Curse. And how important they've been to what you guys have they have been important. I think, in my mind, I think of it. There's about 18 starters, you know, in different roles that we play. Guys, I'm inside, I'm outside, I'm a safety, I'm this, and then another, I don't know, four or five or six that have roles on our team. Some just on special teams, like a guy like C.J. Goodwin, and. As you're getting into those roles and how we put people into different spots, I think the best, you know, part of our group is the whole pack, you know, and the different things that a guy brings to the table. I'm a first, second down player. I play mostly on third downs. I, you know, a more, you know, whatever it might be, we kind of have some guys for that role, and I think that's important because as you get through an entire season, you don't play just one offense. You know, there's a lot of offenses that you play. Some feature, you know, big tight ends and extra tackles to come in, and some play wide out and uh, as spread out as you could be. So having that kind of versatility to say, man, we're ready to get it on. However, you want to come in and, and and do that, like we're equipped to do that. The interceptions obviously stand out with Trayvon Diggs, but outside of those, the kind of the splash plays that we all notice. Just how do you think he's he's played this year overall? Well, I think one, um, you know, having ball skills like that is a rare you know thing to see so anytime you can turn the ball over that's big and it sometimes it feels like every time it goes up and it goes into the neighborhood you kind of hold your breath to say all right is this another one to go but he's staying disciplined to not force it and i think that's an easy thing to do can you get another one you know you had a couple in a row can you get another one where maybe you um, force something that's not there and i think he's been disciplined in that space which is not always easy to do because you're you can press and try to get another one and another one, and he's just really stayed in the moment. I've certainly been impressed by him on doing that. Neville's last time here, guys. It just it seemed like quite the display of strength, and I'm sure put out technique. But what were your impressions of just that sort of interior push from him? Well, I think that's probably you know an example of why you see why I like to rotate players. And so where we can be at our best at the end of the game. And so it wasn't at the end of the game, per se, on his. But having people that can just keep attacking at a similar speed to go, uh, I thought that's you know kind of showed that here's another guy who's fresh and ready to get rocking on his plays. I think he you know, might have played 25 plays. But those ones that he went, he was going. And so, so it was the next one and the next one. And that's when like the competition starts pushing for one of like, hey, get me back in there. you know, Someone else just got one. And so that's kind of the fun part of the competition. But um, quite honestly, as a coach, I was happy to see us come back down into the end of the game moment. Um, we had played well all the way until the end at New Orleans, and we let up a long score at the end. And uh, I said, let's make sure when we get our moment to close the door, we can do that. And so lo and behold, we're ahead and ahead, and all of a sudden, here's three minutes left in the game, and it's a one-score game, and can you go close it? And I think that was just you know a cool moment to say, we're in this environment again. All right, now we're going to be able to go close it. And so doing that. Um, it just gives you a lot of confidence that you've been in that fight, you've been in that space, and you're able to do it when the time comes. And we're going to be in a lot more of them, you know, in the weeks ahead. That's for sure. Thank All right, you guys have a good one. We'll see you next week. Thank you.